Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David, and welcome back to another Mojo Minute. We are going to piggyback on our Liberty Minute that was released over the weekend for this Mojo Minute. In the 1970s, the United States was suffering from the economic policies of the previous three presidents, Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford, and Jimmy Carter. All three demonstrated they were economically illiterate to how free market capitalism worked, and even more so, all three demonstrated with extreme gusto how incompetent as leaders they were. The greatness of the American system of government is that it's distributed power out from its core. Yes, the federal government has unique and broad powers in some areas, but mostly the real powers are left undocumented. Thus, those powers that are distributed to the states or the people under the 10th Amendment. Here's the language of that amendment. Quote, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. End of quote. This unique quality of the American system is called federalism. The United States population is often is the case, in desperate times will seek those havens in the country where the political actors will listen and actually do the will of the people. It's happened time and time again throughout history. Just open up a history book and you can read all about it. We saw this most recently on display when Florida, under the leadership of Governor Ron DeSantis, took his state in a different direction under the pandemic. Under those extreme lockdown rules that came from the federal government, Texas equally was pushing back much along the same lines as Florida against some of those most draconian of rules of the pandemic to try and solve the problem of combating the virus in a different way. This is quintessentially American. In the late 1970s, Americans were looking around to see which states were willing to restore the free market capitalism that the country had enjoyed since its founding. And this is where our nugget of wisdom for today's Mojo Minute comes in. Our book of the day is The Pillars of Reaganomics, A Generation of Wisdom from Art Laffer and the Supplied Side Revolutionaries, edited by Brian Dmitrovic. Written in 2014, this book, is a great summary of the greatest economic rebound in the country's modern history, and it contains some of the unlikeliest of characters. Let's pick up the book in its second chapter because this is fascinating. Quote, in terms of economic policy, federalism has made a significant difference in terms of which states have prospered and which have lagged because states can can set up their own tax budget and regulatory policies, they can serve as laboratories for the range of economic policy choices with the various results plain for all to see. Some of the most important contributions of su supply-side economics 
have been in the area of state policy. Art Laffer played an integral role in the first great supply side triumph in the states. The passage of Cal in California in June 1978 of Proposition 13. We're going to study this more later. This was a measure cutting down property tax rates, rates which have become punishing on account of being unindexed for inflation at a time when inflation was regularly running 8 to 10% per year. Not to be outdone, Massachusetts, under the auspices of a Democratic governor and legislature, pushed through a series of laws and ballot initiatives from 1979 to 1982, not only cutting property taxes, but also lowering the capital gains tax rate and excise taxes, along with capping municipal spending. Watching all this with amazement was the foremost journalist in supply-side tradition not in the employ of the Wall Street Journal. This was Warren Brooks, who syndicated columns based at the Boston Herald American in the book The Economy in Mind, written in 1982, remain the most rigorous statements of supply-side principles ever produced. In his writing, Brooks stressed evidence and statistics as he weighed the merits of supply-side policies. Brooks showed time and again that however intriguing was the theory, the Laffer curve, for example, it was hard data that brought home the urgency of the supply-side revolution. Holy smokes! You might be thinking like me, Massachusetts was one of the states that kicked off the supply-side economic miracle of the 1980s? Wow, that is hard to believe. Even more so, you're telling me that a Democratic governor, Edward King, led this effort in the 1970s, late 1970s into the 80s? That's even more amazing. Are you sure? Supply-side economics, right? Now, call me crazy, but I think, wasn't Ted Kennedy the senior senator from the state, that state at the time? Did he not run for the 1980 Democratic nomination? And yes, in fact, the senior senator was Mr. Kennedy, and he was not a happy camper with his Democratic colleague and governor. Let's go back to the book for some more goodness. Quote, Brooks confirmed that the effect of Democratic Governor Edward J. King's tax cutting was economic excellence all around. From 1979 to 1982, the unemployment rate in Massachusetts tumbled far below the national average. Personal income went appreciably up as the need for welfare benefits went down, and in the classic case of the Laffer Curve, state receipts plowed forward up by double-digit amounts in 1982, a recession year nationally. This period was largely preceded, this period which largely preceded the implementation of the Ronald Reagan economic program for the nation as a whole laid the foundation 
for what will be known as the Massachusetts Miracle. By the mid-1980s, the Bay State was creating high-tech jobs by the thousands and served as a magnet for capital and entrepreneurs. In one of the histories, in one of history's ironies, Governor King lost his re-election bid, bid in 1982 to Michael Dukakis, who six years hence would be the Democratic opponent to Reagan's heir apparent George H. W. Bush in the presidential election. Dukakis based his unsuccessful 1988 campaign on the contention that his policies were those responsible for the Massachusetts miracle. End of quote. <laughs> Michael Dukakis taking credit. Wow. What a great nugget of wisdom that we have discovered today. Even back in the crazy 70s, there were Democrats who were willing to look at what actually worked economically and tried some of those measures. I've done some research into Governor King to see if he looked back to President Kennedy's supply-side economic policies, as that would seem you know, most natural, especially being from the same state as the late president, but I couldn't find any research to validate that. One fact that is validated, though, is that the supply-side solution worked in the Bay State, and it was the predecessor to the supply-side revolution that would engulf the Reagan presidency and create one of the largest economic booms in the American economy and even in Massachusetts history. The Massachusetts miracle is a fascinating tale of great leadership in the face of a very, very liberal part of the country, especially Massachusetts, which is the an old industrial giant going all the way back to the textile industry. As I dug deeper into this economic miracle, I found out that Route 128 was a kind of early Silicon Valley where new technology, computer, and financial services companies popped up, which would thrive for many years to come. And this is where much of the growth came from in the Bay State during those crucial years. Now, two side notes to this story, the Hillsdale Supply-side free course is being released today, so I will be studying that, and I'll have a review for you next week, and also be sure to download our free PDF, The Fundamentals of Flourishing, where we highlight the top 12 books across personal development to get you started on the flourishing journey. You can find that download link in the show notes below. Again, it's free. It's the perfect checklist to start your reading journey today and to start putting theory into action. So go now, download that PDF today. The link is in the show notes. So in today's Mojo Minute, let us read the true economic history of the past and not listen to media pundits who don't bother to read the history, don't do the investigation, don't do the research, and don't have any try, drive to seek out the economic truth, and who don't have simply a clue on how to get the country moving again. They only want to feed their own narrative, which is an Eastern establishment narrative. And thankfully 
there was a courageous governor in the late 1970s who didn't go along with that narrative. He simply looked out, found out what worked in the past, and he duplicated it. Even in the famously liberal and democratic havens of California, Massachusetts, the supply-side economic theories were being tried and, more importantly, validated in the 1970s, late 1970s. It was only a matter of time until they were validated on a national scale under the presidency of Ronald Reagan. We'll hear more about that later. But for those of you that lived in the Bay State under the leadership of Democratic, Democratic Governor King, you can say you contributed and you were part of the Massachusetts miracle. Good on you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com where we have everything we discussed in this podcast as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book, packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually 69 pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes, and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.